Hey everyone, this is Stu from the On Paper Sports Podcast, and as you're going to hear in a couple minutes, I'm not going to be with you all today, but Wes and Saul do an excellent job of bringing you the content, and I promise you I did not lay out just because Florida State beat Florida, and I was frustrated about it. That's just a bonus of not having to talk about it today, but we're excited to bring you content today. Hope you enjoy. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 15 of the On Paper Sports Podcast. Hard to believe that we have um, been through the entire regular season, and now we are starting um, championship week with all the conference championship games. It's been a good year, an exciting year, Um, so I'm really looking forward to looking back at last week's games and then looking uh, at some of these conference championships games. It's going to be really fun. Um, I've got Saul Jose in here with me tonight. Um, Pastor Stewart had to run uh, tonight, so he's not going to be with us tonight. But I do have his picks um, and his players, so we will still be looking at those. So, uh, Saul, welcome tonight, brother. Thank you for having me, Wes. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to yeah. be on the podcast with you guys today. Absolutely. It's really awesome. Yeah, so Saul's here uh, with us at the church on staff. He's a big sports guy. He coached, uh, how many years did you coach, Saul? I think about three, four years right out of high school. Gotcha, and you coached at Piedmont? Uh, Plainview. Plainview. Yes, sir. Plainview. Sorry, I didn't mean to offend nah, you like that. you're okay. Right. <laughs> so anyways, like I said, I got Saul with me tonight, so we're looking forward to, to getting into this week's game. So the first thing we're going to do tonight, we're going to look back at um, some games from last week. Um, I was telling somebody the other day how crazy it was that all these games that we looked at last week were all very, very close, good football games. Uh, first one we're going to look at was uh, Ole Miss-Mississippi State, the Egg Bowl. Um, no offense at all. I think Jackson Dart only threw for like 96 yards, um, but Judkins was able to run the ball, um, you know, get the win there. Um, tough tough loss for Mississippi State, um, but Ole Miss coming out on top there, keeping the, keeping the, the Egg Bowl uh, with them this time. Then the next game we had uh, Kentucky and Louisville, and Kentucky pulls the upset and knocks off Louisville 38-31. Devin Leary um, able to help lead his team to a victory there. Huge win for Kentucky um, this week. And um, next we got Florida at Florida State. And, man, Florida jumped out on top. They were looking good. I believe they were up like 12-0. Um, and then, man, Florida State just came from behind, um, took the lead, and ended up taking the win there. Um, tough game for both these both these teams, uh, both of them without their starting quarterback, and it showed uh, for both of them. I mean, it was it was tough to see to see some rough quarterback play. Did you watch any of that game? Oh at all? yes, it took a while for both of them to get going, and it was really really neat to see how when you can see where they were getting comfortable and just getting to where they needed to be. But definitely it was a tough start. It was yeah, not a push start. Not at uh, all. Mechanic there. <laughs> yeah, tough game. But, hey, Florida State doing what they needed to do, winning a you know a big rivalry game to stay undefeated, uh, huge for their playoff implications. Next game, Ohio State-Michigan. And uh, Michigan coming out on top 30-24. to um, what a game, literally all the way to the end. Uh, did you watch any of that one? I did not. Didn't get no. to watch any of that one. It was a good one. I watched a good bit of that one. It was back and forth. and um, Michigan's one of their offensive linemen breaks his leg, and it was just like the – it was what they needed to get momentum. They scored on the very next play with Blake Corum. 
and Michigan just kind of dominated the game from there. Um, so huge win. Obviously, there was a lot on the line in that game with playoff implications. Obviously, Ohio State, unless mass chaos happens, is probably out um, You know, of the playoff talk. Um, but we'll see what happens. Crazier things have happened. And then last but certainly not least, the Iron Bowl. I mean, what a game. Um, a ball game. <laughs> I mean, I I still don't even know nope. how, how to say or put <laughs> into words what was going through my mind during this game. Right off the bat, Alabama comes out, goes right down, scores, holds Auburn three and out, and I was like, oh, Alabama's going to blow them out. Mm-hmm. And then Auburn just starts running the football and, and running it. it and running it and running it. And uh, Alabama just couldn't stop. I don't know what was going on with them. Um, they, but they were having a hard time. Obviously, this game is always a crazy game, but when it is in Jordan-Hare, you never know what may happen. Anything can happen. Anything can in happen Jordan-Hare. in Jordan-Hare. I That's mean, right. there have been crazy things go on. Oh, yes. Always get nervous playing at Jordan-Hare. Um, Saul, walk us through the last play. What, what was going through your mind? You know, even before the last play, uh, Tank Bigsby gets hurt, and no one says anything about it just because they, they just kept on running so efficiently. But that last play, it – not even just before that, the muff punt, you know, gave him life. And I, that ball was in the air, and I spoke to several people, and they were saying the same thing. Uh, they started saying, just catch the ball, just catch the mm-hmm. ball. And sure enough, he muffs the punt, and just gives him life, and just enough life to, to put us away. Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe the punt. He looked like he got a little off balance. And I don't know if you know this, but apparently they changed punt returners. They did, and it shows. And it showed. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody I talked to somebody said that maybe the other guy had gotten a little banged up. I don't know what happened, but obviously that was a huge turning point in the game. Um, gave Alabama the momentum. And then, you know, I'm like, all right, we got life. We got a chance. And then we snap one horribly. Yes. I mean, every game. It, it, yep. It's bound to happen to Alabama. Milrow's not ready for it. He snaps it. Like, oh, here we go. He takes his eye off of it, and he just yeah, goes right, right by him. Yeah, it looks like he was going to say something, or he turned his head, and the snap happened, and he didn't get, he didn't catch it. And I was like, oh, no, here we go. Here's the Jordan Hare things that are yep. just about to start happening. Then the next play, Milrow is, or maybe it's this, I don't remember. The next, It was on third down. Milrow scrambling around, and I'm like, all right, just, just run. Like, that's what you do best, just run. Well, he takes off. And then he starts backing up. Yep. And I'm like, what are you doing, Milro? Like, run. That's what you do best. But apparently, I didn't know this. Apparently, if you cross the line of scrimmage and you go back behind it, you can still throw. Did you know that? I did not. I had no idea because I was like, what is he doing? But apparently, if you cross the line of scrimmage, get back behind it and throw it as a quarterback, it's legal. Wow. So I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Chime in if you did. I would love to yes, know. Let us know. Or if you've ever seen it. I've never even seen it. So I was like, what is he doing? And here we are at 4th and 31 or 32. And I'm like, it's over. I mean, this game is over. Like, our season is down the drain. The SEC championship <laughs> game means nothing. I mean, I was, I was down. And then he snaps it, and he throws it. And the ball's in the air, and <clears throat> once the camera gets over there, Isaiah Bond is open in the back of the end zone, and he catches it, and I, I couldn't believe it. I still cannot believe that happened. With I mean, and Auburn only rushed two on the play, which right. that was wild. Yeah, and it then was, they had nine guys in coverage, and somehow they lost 
bond on the play. I, I that still blows my mind how they did that. Yeah, so I seen the the, the play breakdown. So they rushed two at the ends, and the mm-hmm. nose guard was dancing with the center, getting his number, and they had uh, DBs at the corners, yep. and then they had double coverage in the middle. So they mm. had six in the middle, one at each corner, and then the three at the line. Mm. But they only rushed those two. Yeah. And it was crazy. And like I said, it was a – like I said, it's like everybody went to the middle. Right. And when they did, Bond came back mm-hmm. out and Milrow put it on the money. I mean, let's let's talk about that. I mean, the throw itself. I mean, he had – I mean, I was nervous because he's back there all day. I'm like, oh, no. But because they didn't rush, it gave them time to get down the field. And yep. Coach Saban said that's a play they actually practice, which is crazy. Yeah, that is but it obviously was because everybody went to the middle thinking that's where the ball was going. And then Bond goes back out. Milrow throws it, touchdown Alabama. Still cannot believe. Just a crazy – but what a fun game. It I was, mean, it was awesome. that's the Iron Bowl, though. That's it why is. it's the best rivalry in sports. I mean, it is – to all my Auburn friends out there, man, it was a great game. I always look forward to it every year. Oh, yeah. But I don't look forward to playing in Jordan here. That's for <laughs> sure. So, um, so we'll go back and look at our picks. Um, so, uh, we're tied again this week. Me and Stu tied up. Um, so, we looked at, like I said, Missouri-Louisville. We both picked um, – or, excuse me, Ole Miss-Mississippi State. We both picked Ole Miss and won on that one. Um, and then Mizzou, um, Missouri – no, not Missouri. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Kentucky and Louisville, we split on that one. Um, or, no, we both t- took – Louisville on that one. Golly, I'm so sorry. So we both won on that one. Um, And then we did Michigan-Ohio State, and we split on that one because I picked Ohio State, Stu picked Michigan. Um, And then we split on Florida-Florida State. I took Florida State. He took Florida. Florida State got the win there. So we are still tied up after this week. So I guess we're going to have to go to championship week to see who's going to come out on top of that. Um, need some improvement, man. Arkansas, man, they just got hammered again this week <laughs> by Missouri. Um, they have had players start transferring out already. One of their best linebackers, uh, Paul, Chris Paul Jr., um, has already entered the portal. Saw a thing today that was saying that their quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, may enter the portal, and they also had a wide receiver enter the portal. So Arkansas is obviously on the skid right now, um, which is crazy because they had their, you know, a few good years, a few good seasons. And then all of a sudden, man, they have just uh, rock bottomed out again. You know, it's just, it's just crazy to see. Um, did you see anything this week, Saul? Any improvements? Yeah, I, I was going to say between the, the the games that were played last week, the winners uh, outscored their opponents one thirty six to one hundred one. Just Ooh. tells you how close of that uh, football it was that last week. There, uh, what I see here is the the Florida Cushion. Uh, needs improvement. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, once again, they took their foot off the gas. They were up at the end of the second quarter, twelve to seven, on Florida State on a uh, number four ranked Florida State, up three points, and that's that's big, five points, my bad. And then at the end of third, they're up fifteen to fourteen, and then just Florida State takes over and ends up beating them twenty four to fifteen. So they definitely need improving on finishing the game. Mm. Yeah, they've been in so many games and competitive. Like I said, they beat Tennessee early in the season. They've got the talent. Um, yeah, they've got to got to finish some games. 
And then impressive this week, I've got Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky going in as an underdog, knocking off Louisville. Huge win for Kentucky to end their season. They're going bowling. They're bowl eligible. Um, but, man, what a what a good win for them to end the year on. Um, you know, obviously the, the talk was that their coach was going to Texas A&M, and then that fell through. And then the next day, Duke's head coach is going to – you know, so it's just been crazy. But, I mean, the guy, Stoops of Kentucky, he, he has done well there. He's won. Um, so I'm sure they're going to do everything they can to keep him there um, as long as possible because he's, he's done a fantastic job there um, with Kentucky. Um, what about you, Saul? Got anything impressive? Yeah, Kentucky, uh, that top ten win is big. They, they, the Cardinals lost a turnover battle uh, thanks to two normal second-half fumbles. That resulted in ten Kentucky points, so that that seals the deal right there, and they get it done. Kentucky yeah, does. huge win. Yeah, huge win for Kentucky. They they needed that win, um, and I believe that puts them at eight and four. Do you have the record? Does it say Kentucky seven, seven five? Seven so five. huge. Yeah, I mean, so going that you know that that's huge. That's a huge win for them going to seven and five. Um, you know, another winning season there. That's awesome. All right, let's look at some dogs from last week. Um, so my dog of the week on defense is going to be Tristan Newsom, 15 tackles and two tackles for a loss. Um, what what a play for Missouri. Obviously, they got the win there, so that's huge anytime you get a player playing like that. And then my offensive dog, Jaden Daniels. Can we just give this guy the Heisman already? Man. I mean, my goodness. Put a bow on it. Give it to him. I, I, we don't have Heisman talk on here, but I, I just don't. I was talking to somebody the other day, and me and Stu both said Nick starting the year, which I think Nick's is definitely going to be there and be, mm-hmm. you know, probably finish top three for sure. Um, but after what Daniels has done this season, I mean, it is remarkable what he has done. I mean, even in this game alone, 16 out of 24, 235 yards, four touchdowns, 11 carries for 120 yards. Just absolutely insane. And another thing, I was talking to somebody, I think I may have been talking to Steven about this, but the the numbers that Jaden Daniels is putting up is against SEC defenses. Yes. Like, I'm not knocking Bo Nix and what he's done out there. He's putting up good numbers, but he's not doing it in the SEC like Daniels is, week in, week out. I mean, he's done it against Alabama, Florida, I mean, Texas A&M, Georgia. I mean, he did it against everybody. He showed up every game. And we had a conversation about this earlier, but if it's going to the best player, if you take Daniels off LSU, they might win five games. <laughs> I mean, that's how that's yeah. how valuable he is to them. Um, he, I just I don't see anybody else. Nope. I think he wins the Heisman in a landslide. And you say it right because it's a different caliber of football in the SEC, mm-hmm. and everyone in the country knows it. And they, they give us grief about it week in and week out. It's just different in the SEC, and Daniels deserves that Heisman. Yes, no doubt. I mean, he's a dog. I'm, I'm excited to see him play at the next level. I oh, think yeah. he's, I think he's going to do good things. I think he will, too. Um, so, for Stu's Dogs of the Week, he had Cody Schrader. And my man Schrader, he's not got the love either, but this dude is a dog. He has done it all year. Um I think even their coach was saying they need to put some respect on this guy's name. I, I definitely think he needs to be in consideration for getting an invite to the Heisman. I mean, he is, he's done it all year, catches the ball well, he runs the ball well. Um, he has been a huge surprise for that Missouri team. I mean, he's been a great player all year long for them, and a huge part of their success this season has been Cody Schrader. And then on defense, 
He's got Terion Arnold, my Alabama boy, with two interceptions in this game. Obviously, when you win by three points, two interceptions is huge. Um, so shout out to Terion Arnold. And man, he has—he um, was not good last year at all. Man, he's made huge improvements this year um, in his defense, his pass defense especially. Um, but yeah, Terion Arnold, man, he—he—he is—he is playing some good ball for Alabama right now. Um, all right, so we're gonna look back at some player picks. <clears throat> so we've got—I had Brian Thomas Jr. out of LSU. Uh, who had a big day. I believe he had five or six catches uh, and a touchdown in there, and they got the win. Um, my man also had Trey Harris from Ole Miss. Um, when you throw for 96 yards, you're probably not going to be a player of the week. He had three catches for 27 yards. He didn't do much of anything. Um, then on defense, I had um, I had Deion Walker out of Kentucky with eight tackles and a tackle for a loss. And then I also had Charleston out of um, Missouri who only had two tackles. Um, so when you're taking those guys, it's a little tough. You're gambling big time when you, <laughs> when you pick a defensive back. Um, and the gamble did not pay off this week. Um, for Stu, um, he had Cody Schrader who, like I said, just he killed it, had 217 yards rushing um, and a touchdown this week to lead um, to lead Missouri to that victory. Um, he also had Hairston Jr. out of Kentucky, another DB that he took yep. a gamble on, um, didn't do much there. Um, and then he had, let me see here, he had Ricky Pearsall. Let's see what Pearsall's numbers were. It's funny about the DB's. Stu literally just said last week that the DBs keep on buying him and he picked him again. <laughs> Went for him again. Yeah. Man, Ricky, one catch for 17 Shoo. yards, but Florida only threw for 86 yards, so that's brutal. Man. Um, and then we he had Harold Perkins, which I think Perkins had a good game. Uh, let's see here. What did Perkins do? <laughs> Played Texas A&M, and hey, LSU was behind in that game. Come back to win it. Oh, yeah, Perkins had nine tackles, half a sack, and a, and a tackle for a loss. So Perkins had a great game. Man, he's a good football player. Interested to see him at the next level um, and to see what's going on uh, with him there. Okay, we're good. Okay, we might need to cut that. We thought the computer died there almost for a minute. It wasn't working, so making sure that we're still rolling. All right, sorry about that, everybody. All right, so that's our players and everything from this week. Um, so now we're going to get into some playoff talk, um, and this is, man, we're getting down to the end. Obviously, we've got one more ranking before, you know, the bowl games are set and everything like that. But coming in this week, I'm getting the rankings pulled up here just so we can have it and look at it for what we've got this week. Here we go. NCAA top 25 stand rankings. Here we go. Okay, so I'll just do like the top 10. So this week we got Georgia at number one, Michigan at number two, Washington number three, Florida State number four, Oregon number five, Ohio State number six, Texas seven, Bama eight, Missouri nine, 
and Penn State at 10. Um, not not too much shock there. Obviously, I figured um, Ohio State would fall, um, you know, after their loss to Michigan. Um, kind of surprised by Oregon being at number five. Because um, if we look at Oregon's, Oregon's strength of schedule, it's terrible. It's no bueno. It is terrible. So here, listen to this. So their strength of rank, like strength of schedule rank, is 62nd in the nation. <laughs> they are 1-1 one one against college football top 25 opponents with their only win coming uh, versus number 20 Oregon State, which they didn't get until this week. So up until this week, they had zero wins over a top 25 opponent, um, which is just crazy. And if you look at the other one-loss teams behind them, you got Alabama, who's 3-1 and one versus top 25 opponents. Uh, their key wins was number 11 Ole Miss and number 13 LSU. And then we can even go to Ohio State. Even though they just lost a close game to Michigan, Two and one with wins over number seventeen Notre Dame, number ten Penn State, and then Texas. Two and one with wins over Alabama and Kansas State. Um, so I'm a little surprised with Oregon being there, just because the committee does preach about strength of schedule, mm-hmm. resume, and all this. Where I just don't feel like Oregon's resume is there at all. Um, you got anything you want to throw in on that? Yeah, brother. Their uniforms are nice. Mm. <laughs> Let Maybe me, that's why they got them. Let up me there. drop the mic right there. <laughs> uh, they do have some good looking uniforms. Well, let's see. All right. Top four. Saul, who's your top four right now? What you got? Let's hear it. Oh, right now. Right now. Man. Probably Georgia at one. We're gonna keep them up there. Michigan at two. I I so badly want to sneak Alabama in there. <laughs> Just because it's hard to keep them out. I don't know that I'd keep them at three. I'd probably keep them at four there. But um, I don't know that Florida State needs to be up there anymore. I feel really bad for them. Uh, they're going through it tough right now. Uh, but I think I think Florida State is not in there anymore. I'd stick Washington at three and Alabama at four just because it's hard to keep them out of any kind of playoff talk. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought that up about Florida State. Brett, love you, brother. Brett is a huge <laughs> Florida State fan. But I am 100% in agreement with that. If we're getting the best four teams in college football, I don't see how Florida State gets in there. Even though they're undefeated, I, I get that. But they just lost yep. a huge part of their offense. Somebody that was in contention for the highs. Right. And now you're going to a guy – in Roadmaker, that is the complete opposite of Jordan Travis. This guy is a pure pocket passer. And it showed against Florida. Like I said, it took him a long time to get going. And like I said, not not knocking anything that Florida State has done, not knocking him as a player. Um, he just doesn't have the experience. And we've seen it before to where a backup quarterback comes in. Um, look at Ohio State a few years ago. Um, Cardell Jones comes in, third-string quarterback, and leads them you know, to a victory. Um, so it can happen. I just don't see Florida State as one of the best four right. teams in the country now. And they might prove me wrong this week. They may come out and hammer Louisville. And if they do, I will eat crow bread. But <laughs> I just I just have a hard time with them in there. Um, my top four right now, if it ended today, this is what I got. I got Georgia at one, Michigan at two, Washington at three, and Texas at four right now. Um 
And then, like I said, just on the outside, I've got Bama, Oregon, and Florida State. And honestly, I don't think anybody outside of those seven have a legitimate shot um, to get in anymore um, because none of the other ones outside the top eight are going to be playing in a conference championship, anything like that. So I think it's really down to these seven right here, unless mass chaos happens. We could throw Ohio State in there Mm -hmm. still. Um, But these rankings that we just went over are going to change a lot next week. Because we've got conference champions and all that, so it's going to change around a lot. Do you have you got Stu's there too, don't you? Yes, Stu have in order right here: Georgia at one, Michigan at two, Texas at three with one loss, and Florida State at four. Mm, and so right, he doesn't have Washington in there at all. No, right outside he's got Bama, Washington, and then Oregon hmm. and Ohio State. They're just twiddling their thumbs. Yeah, like I said, it would have to be just mass chaos yeah. in order for them to get in. Okay, check this scenario out. Just hear me out. This is just wishful thinking here. <laughs> but let's say Louisville beats Florida State this week. Yep. And Washington beats Oregon. Mm. Bama beats and Bama beats Georgia. So you've got Georgia that gets beat, Florida State that gets beat. Then that would leave right now in the other of these two, we'd have Michigan and Washington. And check this out. Then we would have Texas and Alabama that both get in. We would have Michigan and Alabama because I think I think Alabama would be number four since right. Texas beat them head to head. Yeah, and then we would have Washington Texas, so we could have an Alabama Texas rematch in the national championship. That would be how wild. crazy would that be? It can happen. If right, Florida right. State loses, it, it it is a real possibility because obviously I think if Georgia loses, unfortunately the way that it's going to play out this year, I think Georgia is out. Man, even though they've ran the table all year, um, I, I think Georgia is out. Unless maybe like Oregon, I don't know though. It's hard not to put a champ in right there, so that's tough. And the other thing, everybody's like, what happens if Florida State wins, Alabama wins, Michigan and Washington win? Mm-hmm. What happens? Because then you got Texas playing too, so Texas could be a Big Twelve champ. Yeah, Alabama could be an SEC champ, and you got Oregon with one loss who could be. Their conference champion. So then somebody is getting left out, and I would hate to be in the room to make the decision of who gets left out. What do you think? Who yeah. gets left out? If I, I would, I'd put Oregon beating Washington. Yeah. Just to sneak um, Georgia and Alabama in mm. there, and for sure, I, I think Louisville's. They're mad. I think they'll beat Florida State, and that'll take them out of the playoff picture. Yeah. Not have Alabama at four, Georgia at three. Uh, Michigan for sure is going to stay at one, and I don't know who. Oregon, Oregon's got to get in right if they beat Washington. Yeah, they could. Yeah, I mean it's I so crazy. Like there's so many scenarios that could play out. But I was looking at it today, and I was like, that would be wild if Bama and Texas both get in. They win their first round games and play in the Natty. That would be crazy. That would be. That would be crazy. That would be something. That would be. Yeah, I, I would love that. That would be so cool to get the rematch in the biggest stage. Would be. Would be awesome. But, um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Like I said, we've got a lot of implication this week for what's going to happen. Who's going where is going to come down to the games this week. Which, by the way, let's look at a few of these. So basically, this week, we don't have any SEC games other than the SEC championship game. So what we're going to do is to look at the five, you know, major conferences and their games to see 
you know who who who's playing, what's what do the games look like, and we'll talk about what's on the line. So in the first game, we got Florida State at Louisville, a game that we were just talking about. Florida State right now is a two and a half point favorite. Is all to a Louisville team that's coming off a, a loss to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, obviously Florida State has everything to lose on the line here. Their argument will be if they win, obviously undefeated. ACC champs, how do you leave them out? Which I agree with that. So it's, again, a lot on the line on this game. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on Florida State as where Louisville has no pressure at all. And we get to see how, I believe his name's Rodemaker. Is that his name, Saul, the backup? Yep. I think it's Rodemaker for Florida State. How is he going to handle the pressure? How is he going to play under the adversity? You know, interesting to see what's going to happen there. Um, I don't know. They're going to really rely on Benson and the run game a lot um, to try to, you know, control the clock and, and you know, probably win a, a, a lower scoring defensive battle game. Um, obviously, like I said, Louisville's upset. They just lost. Shouldn't have oh, lost yeah. that game. Mm-hmm. Um, what you, you got anything to throw in on that? Yeah, I'm, I, I can't get off the train of Louisville's mad about losing mm-hmm. and they need to go in there and take care of business. And, and I think they will. Florida yeah. State's struggling now. They don't have their star quarterback. Yeah. And I was looking at the stats here. Louisville's quarterbacks thrown for 2,900 yards, over mm. 2,900 yards. And uh, he can do it. Yeah. I, I think he can take them in there. And they've got a running back that's rushed over 1,000. they got wow. one shy of 1,000. So yeah. Wow. They've got the pieces to take care of Florida State. They should have took care of Kentucky. They didn't. Yeah. I think they'll take care of business this week. Yeah, so yeah, we'll we'll get into some picks here in just a second on that one. So we'll look at the next one. We got Michigan, Iowa, twenty one and a half point favorite Michigan. I think this is, I mean, this is a joke. I mean, come on, playing Iowa in the championship game, a twenty one and a half point favorite. I think Michigan wins and wins big. They're playing for Harbaugh. They're playing mm-hmm. to you know to prove something. Um, and man, they're good. I mean, they're they're a good football team. I like to watch them play more of the old school, pound it, physical. Um, you know, Blake Corum, um, JJ McCartney, just pounding it, doing what they do best. Um, but yeah, I think Michigan wins big. Um, and then we got Texas, Oklahoma State. Obviously, um, I thought this was going to be another rematch of Oklahoma, Texas, but yep. Oklahoma slipped up. They do it every single year. I don't know what it is with Oklahoma. They lose a game. They shouldn't lose. I think I even said it on the pod that they would lose a game. They shouldn't lose. And what do they do? They do. lose a game. They shouldn't lose. Um, and obviously Texas. Um, now, you just told me something about Texas. Their last how many games you said they've won by 10 or less? The last four of their last six games, they've only won by 10 points. Yeah, so – I don't know that Texas is peaking right now. Um, you know, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe they're catching, other people are just kind of catching on to them, catching up with them. So that's an interesting game. But Texas is a 15-and-a-half point favorite. Um, the next game we're looking at is Oregon at Washington, or versus Washington, excuse me, these are all neutral site games. Oregon versus Washington. And check this out, Washington and Oregon already played once this year. Washington beat them by three, I believe it was 36-33. Oregon missed a field goal as time expired. But Oregon is a nine-and-a-half point favorite <laughs> over an opponent that beat them. Right. That is that is wild. Especially because, like we just talked about, Oregon's strength of schedule, like nothing pops out. You know, like, oh, nothing. man, Oregon is the team to beat. 
I don't think Washington's that much better of a resume, but they are undefeated and they beat Oregon. So I was just shocked when I saw the spread on this game. I thought I read it wrong. Um, but Oregon is a nine-and-a-half point favorite, and this game has everything on the line. I believe – I believe either one of these teams that win this game gets in the playoffs. I really do. I think if Oregon knocks off Washington, I think Oregon gets in. And obviously if Washington wins, they're 100% a lot to be in. Um, so, yeah, huge game there. And then another huge game, SEC championship game, Alabama versus Georgia. This is becoming like a huge, huge rivalry. You know, it feels like they're meeting a lot. Kirby versus Saban, you know, his former defensive coordinator going at it. Georgia right now is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. But I've got some I got some stats to throw at you here. Georgia has never beaten Alabama in the SEC championship game. Never. Alabama is undefeated against Georgia in the SEC championship game. Georgia beat them in the national championship, but not in the SEC championship. And then we've got a, a, a scenario here where we've got two quarterbacks that have never played in this game. You got Beck for Georgia, never played in this game. Milrow for Alabama that's never played in this game. And if you look at their numbers, their numbers are very, very similar um, for Beck and Milrow, which is crazy. But Milrow, uh, Milrow was 158 for 238 out of 238, 25, 26 yards, 21 touchdowns to six interceptions. Beck is thrown for a lot more yards. Beck's thrown for 3,495, but 22 touchdowns to six interceptions. So one touchdown separates these two guys. And if you go like running backs, James McClellan for Alabama, 166 carries for 803 yards and six touchdowns. And then I believe it's Dewan Edwards from uh, Georgia, 147 carries for 781 and 11 touchdowns. So McClellan there. And this, this is shocking. Alabama's leading receiver has more yards than Brock Bowers. Whoa. Jermaine Burton, 33 catches, 749, and seven touchdowns. Brock Bowers, 51 catches for 661 and six touchdowns, which was surprising to me, really surprising. I think he's, I think he's missed like two games. Yeah, he's missed that, two but, or three. But that yeah. still says a lot because yeah. he is an animal. He's an animal. So that's, that's shocking there. Um, another thing to look at is that Brock Bowers and Ladd McConkey, their two leading receivers, have been banged up a little bit. Neither one of them played last week against Georgia Tech, giving them some rest. Um, but this is going to be a dogfight to the end. Um, and I honestly think this game is going to come down to which quarterback can make the plays they need to make to win the game. I think – I was talking to somebody, some of my buddies about this earlier. I think Milrow has the opportunity – and can take over a game in a moment with his legs. He can make a play that nobody else can make. And he's improved every game the oh, yes. last – I mean, he's gotten better and better each week. Um, you know, to start the season, we were ready for somebody else. But right. Milrow stuck it out. He did. Um, you know, he got benched early in the season. Mm -hmm. And then he responded the way he needed to. And, hey, kudos to that kid for not just giving up and being like, oh, I'm out of here. You know, so many kids are entering the portal. Oh, yes. Kudos to him for sticking in there, you know, taking, the, taking being benched, coming back the next week, working harder to earn his job back. Um, but he's improved so much in the last few games, and he's he's not turning the ball over. Early in the season, obviously Texas, he threw some picks, you know, some of the big games. 
But in the last four games, I believe he's only turned the ball over once in the last three or four games. So he's getting much better there. But I think he has the ability to take a game over. Whereas Beck has to rely on his playmakers to yeah, take the game over. He's got to rely on Brock Bowers to make a catch, and he's got to rely on McConkey to do this, R- rely on his running backs, you know, where I think Milrow could just take the game and go with it. So I think it's going to come down to that. You know, is Milrow going to take it over, or is Brock Bowers and Lad McConkey and those guys going to take it over? I think it's going to be a game plan, you know, to get both these guys in a rhythm early because I don't – Probably going to be the best defenses both teams have seen all season long. I mean, Georgia's defense is Georgia. They're so good. And then Alabama's defense is playing well. Other than last week when they couldn't stop the run, but hopefully they get that fixed this week. <laughs> but, anyways, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be awesome it's to watch. It's going to be good. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching these games. I always look forward to this week because um, it's always some good football games. All right, well, let's get into some picks here. Um, I'm going to do mine, and then um, Saul's got his picks. And uh, Stu, you got Stu's too, don't you? Okay. All right, so the first game, Florida State versus Louisville. Florida State's a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Saul, who do you got? I got Louisville, man. He's got Louisville. Louisville. I I am also going Louisville. Brett, we love you, brother. (laughs) Please go to Mexico with us, still on the mission trip, eat tacos, hang out. Um, I'm with you, though. I just think after what I saw last week, I, I just think Florida State has they're, – they're just going to struggle. And oh, I yes. think LSU – or, excuse me, Louisville is just going to keep doing what they've been doing all season long, winning, doing what they do. I think Florida State goes down this week in a close game. What's Stu got? Stu loves him some bread. He's got Florida, <laughs> he's got Florida State picks. Stu's got Florida State. All right, so we are already in disagreement. <laughs> um, I'm sure this next game we've all got Michigan because they're 21 and a half point oh, yes. favorite. So, not much to say there. We're all expecting Michigan to take care of business and win this game. Um, next, we've got Texas versus Oklahoma State. 15 and a half point favorite, Texas. Saul, who do you got? Texas, man. Yeah, I'm going Texas. Like I said, even though they've had some close games, this is something they've been playing for, you know, since Sarkeesian got there. They want to compete, they want to be in the playoffs. Um, and yeah, I think Texas is going to take care of business. Yeah, Stu's got him. He's got him down for Texas as well. All right, we're all Texas there. All right, a big one this week. We got Oregon versus Washington. Oregon is a nine and a half point favorite. Saul. Who you got? I got Oregon, man. I, it's hard to beat the same team twice. And yeah. Even talking about high school football, we got Fife and Pisgah going up uh, in the semifinals to go to, hey. go to state. And Fife beat them. And I, it's really hard to beat the same team twice. So I yeah. think Pisgah will pull it out. And I think Oregon here is going to take care of business. All right. You heard him. Yeah, I'm going Oregon. I, I was going back and forth on this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, the nine-and-a-half point spread is crazy. Um, so I am going to go with Oregon, and hey, let's get Bo Nix, baby. Yeah. I mean, Alabama boy, um, you know, actually coached against him in middle school and high school. Um, he was a great player then. He's still a great player now, um, and I, I want to see him do well. I want to see him win this game. Um, who does Pastor Stu got? In he's this got. Game? He's got Oregon. Oregon. All right. So we're all going Oregon, Oregon. there um, again. So if the Oregon wins, it's going to cause some chaos. And statistically. Uh, Oregon had 541 total yards to 415 of Washington the last time they played. 337 passing, 204 rushing to Washington's 316 passing, and only 99 yards rushing. Wow. They whooped them. 
um, and statistically, they whooped him. They just couldn't do it, and I think yeah. they'll get it done this time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I think Oregon, I think they got something to prove. They felt like they got snubbed in the last game. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it's like you said, it's something to play a team that you've already beaten, but when you feel like you you should have won the game, it, right. it takes on a whole new level when you get the rematch. Um, a different so, kind of fire. A different kind of fire, yeah. Locker. I mean, they've probably been talking about this since <laughs> the loss, that we won oh, yes. this game, we want to play them. Um, and now they get to go show it on the That's field. Right. So it's going to be a great game. All right. Last and certainly not least, Alabama versus Georgia. Like I said, Georgia has never beaten Alabama in the SEC championship game. Um, let's hear what Pastor Stu's got first. Man, he's got Georgia He's picked. going dogs. He's going <laughs> with the dogs to win it. It's hard to pick against the dogs right now. Two-time yep. defending champs. Um, so Pastor Stu's going with the dogs. All right, Saul, who you got? I got Bama, man. I, I love the SEC, and I know Georgia's a part of that, but SEC was built on Bama's back. Yeah. I think I think they can go in there and, and take care of business because, like you said, I didn't even realize that stat earlier that mm-hmm. they've never lost to Georgia in the SEC championship. And another uh, stat, Alabama in the last, I believe they're 15 or 16-0 and in Atlanta in the last however many seasons. Wow. So they, they play well in Atlanta. And, like I said, Alabama is a team right now. I'm not just saying this because I'm a Bama fan, but they've gotten better each week. Mm-hmm. I think Alabama's peaking at the right time. And, obviously, everybody can say, well, what about the Auburn game? Well, that's the Iron Bowl. You ever heard of Jordan Hare? Yeah. Have you ever heard of – exactly. Crazy things happen there. Yeah. I don't think that is a game that, you know, like, oh, Alabama's not what we thought they were. No, that's just a rivalry game. Um, all the rivalry games last week were right. every one of them. Um, that's why they're rivalry games. You can throw records out the window, especially when you go to Jordan-Hare. Um, so, I think Alabama, Jalen Milrow, they got something to prove this week. Obviously, so does Georgia. Huge game on the line here. But I've got to go with Alabama to win this game. Nick Saban, um, you know, Kirby Smart. These two guys respect each other a lot, and I love it. I love seeing two coaches that respect one another um, go head-to-head. You know, there's not going to be any, you know, smack talking amongst coaches. Um, I love to see that. Keep it classy um, and, and, you know, play ball. So this game is going to come down – I think it's going to be a close game. I mean, I think Bama wins like 31-28 or something like that. And I don't know if I can take a 31-28 game after last week. Um, but you'll have to. But I'll have to. Hey, I will take one more point than Georgia is what I'm, well, all I'm hoping for. And Like I said, it's going to be a hard-fought game. And I'm just going to go on record to say it. Whoever wins this game will win the national championship and represent the SEC and win the national championship. I said it at the beginning of the year, Saul. I said if if Alabama makes it to the playoffs and wins the national championship, it'll be because of Jalen Milrow. And so far, I looked stupid when I first said it. Yep. But Milrow has gotten better each week, and he's making improvements. And I'm I'm eager to see him play. I want to see him make quick decisions this week, not hold on to the ball too long, just take off and go. Um, that's what he does best, not turn the ball over. But, yeah, I'm going to go Alabama – undefeated against Georgia in the SEC championship game. You got anything else over there you want to add? That's it, man. I think, like I said, Bama, 
they can do it, and I think they will. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, what do you think about the NFL? Let's just let's just talk about NFL for a minute. Who who is going to win the Super Bowl? Man. I mean, what about the Eagles come back win this week? I mean, that was wild. I thought they were beat, and then all of a sudden, here comes Jalen Hurts. By the way. Did you see? There's an interview that they did with Jalen Hurts about his record in college. He was 30 and five as a starting quarterback. So they were like talking to him about that, and they were like, you know, comparing that to that NFL. And the guy literally interviewing was like, you know, you won't do that in the NFL. And he was like, we'll we'll see. And since he's been in the NFL, <laughs> he's 30 and five since he's been a starting quarterback in the league. Wow. So it was pretty cool to see that, and, and I love that, man. I love the Jalen Hurts story. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. You see a guy. That obviously Tua, when he came to Alabama, was a huge. I mean, he was Mister Everything. Um, but Tua actually sat behind Jalen that whole first season that he was there. Got to the national championship game, and Jalen got benched at halftime. That's when Tua came in through the whatever the second and twenty-six touchdown to end the game. And then the next season is when um, Jalen sat behind Tua the whole season and didn't transfer out. I, right. I was like, man, again, just another, like, the that's royalty. kudos. Yeah, loyalty. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to stick it out here. And, you know, and he did that. And it was so cool because her, or Tua got hurt in the SEC championship game. Jalen comes in and leads him to victory. So I will forever claim Jalen as an Alabama boy. Like I said, no one went to Oklahoma and lit it up out there, but – I love to see guys like Jalen Hurts that overcame a lot of adversity, fought through, where it could have been easy just to quit, transfer out, but right. he literally set the bench and was a backup that whole year um, and then went and did his thing at Oklahoma. So I, I love seeing that. Um, but, yeah. Well, man, Saul, I've enjoyed it. It's been a blast. You got anything else to add before we go? Oh, yeah, the transfer portal. Man, we've got so many guys since the season is not even a week. We were like four days ago that are just entering the portal like crazy. So who all we got in the portal? Man, it's crazy to see how many names are on there. And I've just been scrolling and looking to see the ones that really stand out to yeah, me. There's let's a, hear those. a bunch of quarterbacks. One that, uh, being a former old lineman, uh, one that really just makes me scratch my head is Notre Dame's um, center, Zeke hmm. Correll. Uh, he started 10 games for the Irish this season and enters the portal as a graduate transfer. Wow. And ha- will have one year of eligibility remaining. Hmm. So it's just, just crazy. That is crazy because Notre Dame, man, they competed this year. Like, oh, yeah. They're yes. in it. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't understand guys like that that, like I said, played 10 games, started 10 games, yes. and then just, just yeah. Adios. That's it's, crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And I've seen a lot, a lot of graduate transfers. So mm. these these old timers, they just yeah. want to get one more year in. Yeah. So I think it's really neat. I mean, go for it. But I yeah. just, I, like we said about Jalen, he stuck it out, yeah. and he's receiving his blessings yeah. from doing that. I, sure. And I and I believe that. And it's um, it's it's hard to be loyal when you're when you're losing. Yeah. So, but these yeah. guys are Kudos had. Really good season at yeah. center, especially, and he's leading. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And then, yeah, we got Will Howard from Kansas State. I mean, that one was just a shock. I mean, he's – I mean, the guy threw for 26-43, 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions with a 61.3 percentage um, – completion percentage. No, he got hurt there and got banged up a little bit. Um, but he does have one year of eligibility left, which is just crazy. And another one that shocked me was Will Rogers yes. from Ol- or Mississippi State. Um, man, that joker has thrown 94 touchdown passes 
94. I mean, that is insane how many touchdown passes this guy's thrown. It's just unbelievable. And then we got Texas A&M's. Max Johnson's right. transferred, but he's already made a decision. He must have been thinking on this way before the season, like knowing Jimbo was getting fired and all that. When she came off the bench because my mm-hmm. boy got hurt. Got hurt, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, ended up going to North Carolina. Going to replace some big shoes out there in yeah, um, Drake May. Um, but, yeah, I, I was talking to somebody like that the other day. I just – it's crazy how I don't like the portal, man. Like yeah. like I said, it gives kids an easy way instead of teaching them, hey, stay and fight for your job or stay – hey, stay and set a year or two behind the starter, you know, grow, develop. I just – I hate to see it because I feel like it, it teaches a poor work ethic in, in them, you know, to not work, just quit. Um, and that's never a good philosophy. Obviously, I know there's some reasons sometimes maybe to transfer for other reasons and things like that, but um, I just I just don't really like the portal and how freely you can come and go. I mean, there's some guys that will be in the portal three and four times, you know, by the time they graduate. So it's just crazy. Um, you got anybody else we need to talk about before we go, So That was just – those are the ones that really like, – Yeah. To that bunch of quarterbacks are leaving. Yeah, you know, there will be more too. Like, oh, I mean, sure. it'll – there will – I don't even know. It was last year, I think, was like the record how many people entered the portal. And like I said, it's four days after the season, and they are literally already hitting the portal trying to get out of there. So, hey, that's crazy. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Like I said, we, me and I saw, enjoyed having you tonight, brother. I hope you can come on with us again sometime um, and, and talk more football. But we look forward to next week, you know, maybe looking at um, who's going to win these conference games. And then Sunday we will know who is in the playoffs <laughs> and the bowls and everything like that. Um, so I'm interested to see that. You guys have a blessed week, and we will holler at y'all next week. Be blessed. Thank you for listening. I hope you've had as much fun listening to the podcast as we have had creating it. As I said, we're going to take a few weeks off until the bowl games get a little more interesting. Enjoy conference championship weekend. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, tell your friends about us, and most of all, interact. We love getting your messages, your questions, and your feedback, whether it be positive or constructive criticism. Feel free to share it with us. Thank you all for your support, and God bless.